Welcome back. You are listening to episode 56 of Double Hot Beat, where we're taking the pulse of the beer and brewing scene. I'm James, a home brewer and beer enthusiast. And I'm Shannon, a beer intermediate. This week, we've got a couple interesting things to talk about in the news. But first, before we get into that, James, do you have an update on your homebrew scene? Yes, I do, Shannon. It's been a busy, busy last couple weeks in the home brewery front, whether it's just cleaning and organizing regular equipment and ingredients that I already have and clearing space for the bar that is being built by our neighbor and having input on what that bar is going to be like and some extra fun features that it's going to have that Mm -hmm. I think really will make it stand out to those future occupiers of the bar other than ourselves. (laughs) Occupiers. (laughs) Does that mean we're going to have permanent fixtures of people at our bar in the basement? Well, I mean, the joke on the neighborhood right now is that, you know, we need to make a sign outside our our back door just saying open or close so they know when the, the bar and the brewery is open. We'll keep the light on for you. I'm pretty sure that's someone else's saying. Yeah, but. we don't know. That's not going to be our saying. Absolutely not. Don't need that. Don't have the time for that. But yeah, lots of uh, building going on in the home brewery right now. Still no beers coming out yet, so I'm a little behind on that aspect. But just like getting all the equipment that I want in and making sure I have all the right parts and pieces has been... A little bit of a struggle to figure out what I'm missing, what I need. Um, but right now, my status is my I got the SS BrewTech Brew Cube, so they've been assembled. And one little tip, if you're thinking about getting those, that great, actually great size for your kettle system or whatever system you might have, or even for just putting your cleaning supplies on, the height is just perfect. I think it's when you have a kettle on top, it's you're not hurting your back, reaching too far. It's it's a very well-made product. It's just the one thing that I wish they would instruct more is instructions on putting it together. They, have, they do have a manual on how to put things together. But as far as the bolts are concerned, I had to take it apart and re-put it back together because I got all these extra attachments that they sell on their site, such as a peg board wall or a hose rack. I mean, the hose rack was easy. The screws just screwed into the side. But as far as the pegboard, I didn't realize it had a little metal piece that couples on the bottom support of the brew cube, where if you have the brew cube assembled, this is not going to fit on it without taking apart the top and the Mm -hmm. sides because there's two little metal clips that go on the top to make it so the piece will slide in and then you secure it, which is a good design. It's very well made. It's just I wish I knew that before I built it so I would save time there. Uh, but again, little things like that. So everything's assembled. And one of the tips actually from Ryan Carter on his Instagram, who he posts a lot of homebrewing videos and uh, SS Brewtech gear-related videos, gave me the idea of actually boring out uh, two holes on the pegboard to be able to attach my heat exchanger, which was not from SS Brutech. Their heat exchanger is not out yet. Disappointed on that, but, you know, found a one that seems to work well for home brewers. The Dua Diesel seems to work well for other home brewers, so I picked that up. And then I also was able to mount my uh, wart strainer to make sure when we get all those hops going through our beers that they're not clogging up our my heat exchanger and 
in exchange, also clogging up our fermenters. Very important. Very important. And then I also made sure to get the eight foot extension cables uh, for the 240 volt connections going into the three volt controller for SS Brutech. Very boring if you don't know SS Brutech, but also for Spike, I got their uh, condensing lid. Yes. So step one in trying to corral the steam issue yeah, in the basement. <laughs> steam in the basement. The big drawback is, again, how much water it uses, but we have plans to reuse that water for cleaning in the brewery as well as being able to water our garden in our backyard yeah. because we do have a window um, going out into the backyard where I'm going to do a holding tank that I'll, I'll just take the tubing and have that water go out there. Both customer services were great. Spike is very well known for their very responsive customer service. So that mm-hmm. wasn't a surprise to me that when one of their the sight glass that I had received had a sticker on it, it was very hard to get off. Okay, how did so I missed how you actually get this off for those people who might get one and not know what to do. So the thing- I thought I had to peel it and I could not get it off. Yeah, so it's it's this po- it's this polypropylene I think is what the sight glass is made of. It's not glass. It's not mm-hmm. actually glass. So that was a little bit of a disappointment. I thought it was more of a glass, like a actual sight glass to go on the condensing lid. But I understand that that'd probably be way too expensive. And this material would I also work. wonder if it withstands heat better or something like that. It could. I know one of the drawbacks is that the visibility when you have your condensing lid, mm-hmm. when trying to see your when you have your boil, is one of the major negatives i've seen on the condensing lid but there's ways around that of i've seen people installing like flashlights so it's like got a light in it i've seen where people i mean the easiest thing is just to make sure that for that first minute or two of your hot break that you are not putting the lid on for that so you're still going to have some steam during that time Mm -hmm. of the boil just to make sure that you can stir it and make sure that you don't get that rise in the foam to go outside of your lid and cause a boil over but to get the sight glass to be clear didn't you have to wash it or something yeah so i tried like rinsing it under water first and then trying to peel it off and it for some reason it didn't work the first time and then i was like shan like you're good at these things like peeling this thing off can you peel it off you know this I have it's nails this, like sticker on it and it was quality controlled where someone had like signed their name, their initials on it. So I knew like this thing's not designed to be that like not clear. It was you couldn't see. Yeah, through it was the very cloudy. It looked um, like someone hadn't sanded off. Like, it looked like it had like a film a finish, on it. Yeah. But that was just the protective sheet on it. So it wouldn't get probably scratched mm-hmm. in delivery. Yeah. So then I had messaged like an idiot feeling like an idiot, like, wow, <laughs> wow, James, like you're supposed to know it all on brewing and you're messaging contact support over how, th- how is this site class not clear? How do I get the sticker off? And they're just like, yeah, just wet it and it should come off pretty easily. Well, I feel like that's not an obvious solution. Like they should put it I mean, there funny, somewhere. The thing is I did it, but I, I guess I didn't either use warm enough water or I didn't try hard or enough. Aggressive after, enough. Yeah, aggressive it. enough. I also don't have nails, so I'm trying to. I didn't want to scratch it, especially if it's like a plastic. I didn't want to take like a screwdriver, which I thought about doing, and trying to get it off. But luckily, I didn't because it just came off with a little patience, a little effort. Mm. You soak it. I used hot water and then just got a little corner up after 
you know, 10 minutes of... So the all-important P word. Patience. Yeah, exactly. Things homebrewers don't really have, or at least I don't have, is patience. I feel like you need... That's one of the most important things to have as a homebrewer is patience, because you just sit around waiting for ever. Yeah, but you usually find other things to do, so that's guess, not really yeah. patience. You're okay. not just sitting there True. trying to do it. But you got it off, so that's great. Anyways, so those wondering need, that want to know how to do it, if you get one, just put under some warm water, wash it, peel it off. Yeah, and it's also grooved in a way that, because I was also like, oh, is it universal siding so you can just have the sight glass facing mm-hmm. either way? But it it actually is grooved to a way that like when you put it on, it feels right on the gasket versus if you do it the wrong mm-hmm. way, you're like, oh, this is a little weird, and then try it the other way, and then it's going to fit real nice and snug so that's all assembled and now it's just i really didn't want to do tubing i want to limit as much tubing as possible but i think i'm just going to go with it for now to get some brews out there and just get that tubing on there and and roll so and another fun thing i learned too with these tc pumps from that ss brew tech gives you is you're able to take the head off screws off and you can change the orientation of where those two tc connections come out so you can either have it going up and to the right Mm -hmm. or both going to the side because i know on the ss brew tech website of their three kettle system using the brew cubes that whole new setup the pictures is a little deceiving on the pumps that they show because your the orientation isn't exactly what they're showing so Mm -hmm. if you're trying to if you're not very familiar with what parts do I need or what I want to do and you just look off a picture, like I'm a very visual person, then you're like, all right, I kind of have to figure this out. I kind of have to MacGyver this and mm-hmm. figure out how it's going to work for me. And, and again, the biggest negative I see right now with not av- actually having using the system is just the extension cords that come with the power that comes with that 3V controller and the whole kit that it comes with. They're so short that unless you literally have it up against the wall, which no one usually does, mm-hmm. that four foot clearance is not going to be enough. And then on the controller, the three actual power or the two actual power cables that need to go into your 240 each go into a 240 outlet on your wall is only like not even a foot long so they don't even give you four enough to actually get to your wall if you have it sitting in because they want the you wall. to buy more things it, exactly marketing they're geniuses they market it and they got me because i got two eight foot connections which cost me oh almost a hundred dollars just in the cable so something to keep in mind. But again, go big, go home, do it once, <laughs> do it right. And this is like the adult batteries not included. Yeah. Situation. Damn. Or like you get that new Nintendo 64 on Christmas and your parents didn't know that, you know, that you need batteries for controllers and mm-hmm. Xbox. And then you get, oh, wait, it didn't come with a game. Oh, sorry. We just got you the system and you can't actually <laughs> play it because you don't have a game. It's like, ah problems hashtag first world problems yeah for sure well thank you for that update james um quickly because we haven't talked about it since you got back but you went to colorado recently i did and you checked out a brewery there do you have any thoughts yeah i checked out a couple and again colorado i love the colorado scene if you're an outdoors person adventurer and also like your craft beer like Great spot to check out around Denver area is great. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, we actually went to Steamboat, Colorado. Had a lot of fun. But it was, it was just a great time. And the beers are always great down there. Or not down there. It's like down there? Where, you, where are going you going? West, going west from the East Coast. Okay. Yeah, we went to Mountain Tap. Uh, we went to a couple other places in Steamboat. Mm-hmm. Awesome places to, to go check out. A lot of places close early, um, which I was kind of shocked by. That's kind of like an East Coast thing. Or yeah. as our New York <laughs> friends say, like, oh, Boston shuts down so early. Uh. Yep. But yeah, uh, they shut down pretty pretty early there too. But I mean, like, it was great. Like, everyone was fa- friendly. The beers were good. Check out our Instagram page. I posted yeah. some of those experiences. Had the best burger at uh, one of the breweries there. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Thank you, James. Always a pleasure. <laughs> yeah, I didn't end end the trip in a journey to the ER, or maybe I did. You didn't end it. It was just in the smack in the middle. Just smack in the middle. That was before I shot the guns. So Yeah. <laughs> but that was for mountain biking. For those thinking about mountain biking downhill, don't do it. Unless I you, mean, unless you want to If you go uphill, pain. you got to go downhill. So Unless you want to feel pain. Okay. <laughs> go, on, go on a nice hike instead. James will not be mountain biking in I will the near not, future. I will not be mountain biking in the near Some future. other things you won't be doing in the near future is consuming some of Molson Coors beer economy brands because they are dropping some of their beer labels. And most what? of them, yeah. I mean, okay, this is a shocker, but most of them I've never heard of. So clearly it's not that concerning. But the ones you may have heard of, so they're dropping 11 total, three. I had heard of, which are Keystone Ice, Miller High Life, and Milwaukee's Best Premium. A lot of the other ones I had never heard of. And if you want to find out what those are, you can Google it. But these are the three that I had recognized. Um, And the reason they're doing it is to improve their supply chain flexibility, which we know has been an issue issue right now for a lot of breweries. And also strengthen their innovation on their premium brands. So they really want to boost that. There's premium brands. Yeah. They also want to bring it back and like take it away. So then like 10 years from now, like all those the return of Keystone Ice. about that, you know. Like what you've all, all the, been waiting for. When all those beers, like it was called like the ice age of beers where everyone want, had that like style. Like Natty ice. ice. Like Natty Ice. Like all Keystone those. Ice. Yeah. So sad for those folks who are really big Keystone Ice fans and those Miller High Life, you know. Damn, Shan, I'm really, I'm really going to miss that Milwaukee beer premium. Ugh. Yeah, Milwaukee's best is really or a piece of my ice. heart is leaving. <laughs> so that's just some big news in the big beer world. Uh, in other news, I we were talking earlier, and this is something I didn't even know was a thing, and it has been a thing since the 70s, apparently. But did you know there's home brewing in Antarctica, James? Well... The chances that there's home brewing in many states that may or may not have alcohol available is pretty common. I didn't hear about this, what they did in us, you know, in Antarctica with home brewing until I saw this article. Yeah, you wouldn't. I don't think when you when you think Antarctica, you don't immediately think home brewing. I think I'm cold. I wouldn't want to go there. It sounds crazy, but they do homebrew down there and they have since 19... 19- Around the 1970s, the earliest that I saw, but for no, no Antarctica, is that up there or no, down there? South. So it's not the North Pole. They're it's not the bre- South Pole. I wonder if they brew on the North. Pole. Well, we could ask Santa in four months. All those elves getting drunk, like <laughs> yeah, 
waiting for Christmas. No, this is the South Pole, so it's just the penguins and some. I don't know. Polar I don't think, bears. I don't know if there's polar bears in the South Pole. I don't. There might. We're not, not be, experts on that. Yeah, so there won't be any more homebrew, unfortunately, for those folks who will be at the Australian stations because Australia has decided the Australian Arctic Division is looking to limit the amount of alcohol on the station so they're because they're trying to reduce reduce potential safety risks and make sure that there is good hygiene and everyone feels comfortable. So they will no longer be allowing homebrewing in 2022. So it goes into effect next summer, and it's going to set the volume limits for alcoholic beverages that the expeditioners can take. And that's going to include seven cans of full-strength beer a week. So you can have one beer a day. Oh, my God. I would not survive. One for, beer a Forget day. the temperature. Forget the journey. <laughs> one beer. Oh, my gosh. That's not okay. That's yep. not going to fly for me. Um, a bottle and a half of wine, which... Per week, I guess that's a bottle. People finished a bottle in a in one like day night, (laughs) or half a bottle of spirits. So okay, like hard alcohol. So I get so they're they're going across the board. They're not just limiting. Yeah, so it's not just home brewing, but alcohol in general is like the statement they're making. Of they want to make it more feel more safe and inclusive for all the travelers, and they're also thinking, you know, it's dangerous out here. Like, you shouldn't be drinking and doing that kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, so they so originally homebrewing started because it's a lot easier to brew there than to transport alcoholic beverages down. So now they're going to be limited to what they can carry in, basically. So it's like a carry-in, carry-out. So would you carry seven of the little the big guy stuff or would you carry well you seven have to of bring your, like, if you're down there for imperial 13 percent yeah I, I that is well it says full strength beer so i don't know what their measurement is on so it's full like strength. <laughs> or are you limited to cans do they take bottles is that, is that the is that the loophole where some guy's gonna bring like well, a 30 a 30 yeah. rack of the big guys stuff and be like well this isn't full strength What's your definition of a full strength beer? Yeah, you could if they're very that passionate about it. Interesting. But I also thought it was very interesting that they appoint a brewmaster for each season. So someone is in charge right now of being the brewmaster for the brewing process. I feel like that could explain why like they haven't had too many beers that have turned out good because if you just like picking out of a hat of like, hey, you want to be the brew? Who wants to be the brewmaster this trip? I don't know. I've never brewed a beer. I'll be the brewmaster this trip. Yeah, I don't know how. Like, if you, if I, it sounds like it's a place of honor. Like you're like, oh, the brewmaster. So I don't know if they fight over it or if it's like you got to rotate. It but sounds like it's a sucky job where everyone else gets to drink and you just get to like labor over. Doing I mean, stuff. from all of the articles I read, it sounds like everyone gets really into the brewing process and just the whole feeling in general they in their spare time they're washing bottles one year i think it was 2017 they brewed up to 12 different beers in that season um so they really everyone gets into it they've had an oktoberfest sampling one year james where they sampled nine home brewed beers so they're really passionate i mean those aussies they can really get down with the beer scene so unfortunately they will no longer as of next 
next summer be able to homebrew their own beer. Make it last. Do that trip now. But you know what? Well, it's not people. It's not regular like me and no, you. No, I know that. I know that, obviously. <laughs> it's like scientists going down and they probably work for years in order to be able to go to Antarctica no, yeah, for it's research a, it, trips. It, it's also super costly and it's like yeah. super dangerous. So they have to yeah. go through all these. They also don't things. want someone getting drunk and going outside and dying. Yeah. So, um, but Instead, James, they'll get a new cafe complete with a coffee machine and slushies. What the hell? <laughs> this this so is like the, that job thing where they're like trying to pitch you like, yeah. hey, guess what? You like, that, you don't five, get as you like many... that five minute commute that you had? Well, guess what? We're going to this new building and there's this brewery that's like 20 minutes from there. And guess what? There's like a nice Starbucks you know, down the street that you can pay for. Um, there's nice restaurants in the next town over that you can go on when you don't take lunches because you're busy working. But come to this site because it's great. That's what it sounds like. I was going to say, it sounds more like, well, we're taking away five of your vacation days, but we got pizza for lunch. So <laughs> yes. there's that. Yes. Um, yeah, I guess the Italians have a really great setup and they're basically just going to mimic exactly what the Italians have. Um, my question is, are the, is the ice for the slushies coming from outside the station? <laughs> Crap. Are they just going outside Drawing, and like... Drawing straws to who goes out and has to chisel the ice. Also, I mean, it would be great ice. I mean, Yeah, awesome. it's probably very pure ice. Yeah. But I think if we tell your sister about the slushy machine, she might have to start being a research scientist in Antarctica. <laughs> well, we won't homebrew, but we'll make dr- alcoholic well, drinks with slushies. Yeah, ooh, you could put the vodka in the slushie. And so now what is, I guess if you're consuming half the bottle of alcohol, because that's what their limit is for hard alcohol is half the bottle. So I guess you got to ration that in your slushies yeah. and in your coffee. You can get like amaretto for your coffee. See. But yeah, I just thought that was very interesting because who would have thought home brewing and Antarctica went together? Well, on the terms of alcoholic drinks and where they are served. And otherworldly. The space. Out of this world. <laughs> I was like perusing and I was like, oh my gosh, SpaceX. You could be a bartender for SpaceX. Which, for those who are not familiar with SpaceX, it's the privately owned um, space exploration company owned by Elon Musk. And... Uh, there's been a lot of draw on that recently over how they want to make this basically this base and they want to have it be like almost its own community and have like these Mm -hmm. amenities. So like it makes people want to go to space. Yes. So one of these amenities is the, um, the bar that they have on site just for Mm -hmm. the astronauts that are, part of it and the employees within SpaceX. Mm-hmm. And so they're looking for a mixologist uh, for their test launch site. Yes, yeah. they are. And there are some qualifications. I looked at, so I went, obviously, when you told she me about like, this. like, I'm applying for this Well, job. yeah, I just was wondering. Um, so when you told me about it, I went on to the job posting, just was curious as to what it was asking people to do. And it was actually, I was surprised. I thought they would make it a little more funky, like based off of who it was for. And, and I thought it would just be like 
need to have like these crazy skills and all these things, but it's really just, you're going to prepare drinks and there has to be consistency. Basically to make good drinks and make sure you're following their guidelines. And then you have to have good customer service and follow like food safety laws. That's like the only responsibilities. Um, but you only need two years of experience either in mixology or cocktail preparation in a restaurant. So, I mean, you don't really have to have that much experience to get the job. But I also thought it was funny that I was on their application and you scroll down and you have to provide your SAT score. Like if you don't have a good enough SAT score, they're not going to hire you to be their bartender. Like, I feel like that's a little bit discrimination. Yeah. I mean, I think the theming right now for that bar is a tiki themed bar and it's like in this house. It's like in a house. It looks like a house. Yeah. It's just very, it's a little bizarre. (laughs) I don't know. I feel like it's SpaceX, like their their launch site is so mysterious. But I wonder what the point of having the SAT is. Yeah, I don't know. No, SAT and ACT. Like, you need both. Or you can put not applicable if you did not take the ACTs, because not everyone does. Can you put not applicable for both? Uh, I don't. I think you had to give your SAT score, but I wonder if you put, if they do give the options for not applicable you get like automatically rolled out like oh this person doesn't have an SAT score I mean if you're looking to get in the SpaceX program like that could be your ticket I, is your is the bartending job your stepping stone into like into, building like, rockets into space well think about it if they do end up getting thing crazy technology and they can somehow figure out like a bait like a space station type type thing that goes to our Space Spears episode. Oh my God, Shannon, this is full circle. Like we we called this way in advance. That like, what beers would you be able to brew and like have in space, or what would mm-hmm. you take to space? Ah, oh, this is just coming around full circle. So sorry, because I had to fi- I had to remember what it said. But um, you have to pick your SAT score, or you can only pick not applicable if you have not taken the SATs. Loophole. So if you never took the SATs, then you don't have to put your score. But if you did take the SATs, you have to put your score. And then you also give your GPA for college. You have to choose what shifts you'd work on. Like What have, shifts? Is that a trick question? It like, says what t- date? first, what? second, third, weekend, weekend, night, or all. But what time zone are they going to be working off of? Like space time? Are they going to be off space time? I'm pretty sure they'd be working in Texas. Whatever the... Um, time zone is of where the test no, is. No, it was a, that was a joke shan that was a joke does i don't does space have its own time zone it should i don't know yeah how do they i should look at that next it, it does, sidebar it, how do they manage do they time in space do they just like oh my hometown time zone is uh this so sorry guys i'm, I'm sure they go off it. of whatever nasa like whatever maybe What's in NASA houston time? houston probably probably whatever houston's going that's a good of. question if anybody out there knows that's not a beer related question but maybe you should look that up while you're looking that up. Or one of our listeners can tell us if they know. One of those astronauts uh, that we tried to get on the show uh, for our space episode can chime in on this one. Yeah. James, are you going to apply to this job? Because I think you've got some skills. No, I'm not. Nope. I don't, I don't, I don't make cocktails. I just make beer. But, <laughs> so like, Shannon, like, if you had to, like, for your audition, or not audition, but for your... <laughs> I call it an audition because I feel like you do hey, have if to, you like, ever work at Cold Stone Creamery, you do have like, to you audition. Would to- you would totally show up to this in, like, a, f- like a Halloween costume of an astronaut. I would be dressed like Xenon Girl, the 21st <laughs> century, and I would be making so many drinks. You'd be like, Zeta Sapitas. I'd be like, this is the protozoa. Oh, my gosh. We just totally dated ourselves on that one. But what 
what kind of a drink would you make? Or like off the top of your head or what name of a drink would you? I would you... call it Supernova Girl or the Supernova for short. Oh my goodness. <laughs> and it would be um, probably some sort of like margarita type thing, but with probably like maybe strawberry or something that's pink. But then I know we watched that. What's that show? The bar backyard bar, whatever competition show. And that girl did the drink where it changes color with the dry ice. So I would do that as but well. Not everything will change color with dry ice. It was just the alcohols, the alcohols that she chose. So you'd have to research that. You'd have to look into that. The chemistry. Okay. Like you're like, watch this, guys. This is gonna change color. You well, I'm not gonna ice. apply for this job. So <laughs> no, I would do it. So it's like cool. It's like very space smoking, like with a cool reaction. I actually just think it was the flower extract she put in that yeah, changed that's color. Was, so yeah. I would do something like that. Make it fancy. Showstopper. Showstopper. With yeah. With your SAT score. Yep. Boom. Done. Like, look at my Drop 800 in math. So I thought, it, like, so cocktail-wise, like, I immediately said Cosmo because it's, you know, you're yeah. serving for the Cosmos. <laughs> James. <laughs> so original. <laughs> and then I was like, you know what? Like, there needs to be some beers in there. Like, get some. And I was thinking, so I was like, let's get some IPAs in there that are just using the noble hops. Because noble hops tend to have more of an earthy, more earthy flavors. Get it? <laughs> earthy flavors. We got Launch it. site. You go into space. You want to remember Earth? Yeah. <laughs> Lame. Okay. Two thumbs down for James on that one. But then I was looking at other cocktail ideas, and I think a fusion. So like you're going into space. You have Earth. Like goes back to our space episode of like, if you meet somebody in space, like what are you gonna serve them? So why don't you do a beer cocktail where the best of both, or if you're not a beer person, you're not a cocktail person, but you one or the other, chances are you'll like a beer cocktail. So in this beer cocktail, you'd have 12 ounces of ginger beer, 12 ounces of your favorite IPA, typically a citrusy IPA, or again, one of those Noble Hops IPA would be great with this. Three ounces of dark rum, half a lime juice, and... Boom, you stole it with the dry ice because that would just be perfect. Well, you just said it doesn't react with all the alcohols, James. So. But I'm, I'm not going for color change. I'm going for... It you're just going for dry eye for... Ignition, starting ignition. Like you're getting that like... Yeah, when you set the rocket off, it's like... Phew. Yeah, you're getting that little like... I don't know, the mist. The yeah, we know what you Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's just some a- ASMR for our listeners. <laughs> oh, God. Don't even. Uh, gross. What? What? <laughs> okay. This is not another X-rated. <laughs> no, this uh, is not an X-rated episode. Misunderstanding. Okay. Well, I think both of our cocktails sound pretty good. I'm partial to mine, but that's okay. I don't know. Do you have a favorite cocktail or beer cocktail recipe? Send it in to us at Double Hoppy Podcast. Yeah. Well, maybe we'll test them out. Give him a try. Give him, give him a try. Give him a try. S- show your SAT scores, folks. And then I will steal them from my audition at SpaceX. <laughs> the whole time I was just thinking of Steve Carell's Space Force. I was just uh, like, is this, is this real? 
Okay, well, that wraps up our episode for today. Thank you all so much for listening. And as always, we are looking for homebrewers to share their stories. So please send us a message on Instagram if you're interested. And please support us by following us on Instagram at Podcast. Tag your friends or your family in favorite posts and episodes. And also remember to please rate and review us and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast. This really does help us get new listeners. And thanks again to all you guys who have been interacting on our Instagram recently and direct messaging us. Uh, We try and get to your comments, your questions, your concerns as soon as we can. And you know what? It's just we're having a blast. And congratulations to our first giveaway winner. Winner. Um, We are sending that out to her this week. So hopefully she will be a fellow homebrewer as well. Or she knows somebody that can start homebrewing. And thank you for listening. This has been Double Double Hot Beat. Catch Catch you on on the the brew side. side.